Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. I am Race for the Prize. Let's look at the truck pricing for Las Vegas. I believe that several of the drivers in this race have been undervalued by DraftKings. There's a possibility that we could leave money on the table. So let's go through some of these drivers, talk about their past performances, expectations, and again, We'll go through truck series. I'll do an Xfinity series video and a cup series video right now. We'll start with trucks and we'll start at the bottom. Keith McGee, Kevin Swazinski, AM Racing probably spent a lot more of their resources in the Xfinity series last couple of years, right? They've moved a lot of their ARCA parts, their truck operation, and all that to Xfinity under Brett Moffat. Now it's with Haley Deegan. They still probably are sharing parts here with Josh, Josh Rayum. I, I expect Rayum to take a step up, but Rayum was so far down that, yeah, this is probably better equipment, but they're likely still the bottom of the field. Um, it's just, hey, things got a lot tighter. Either way, I'm not spending too much time with that. Keith McGee, not on board. Now, Mason Massey, I could possibly circle around. Plenty of experience for Massey in the Xfinity series with uh, BJ and Mario Galson. I've talked about in previous videos. Randy Young's been in the sport for a while, but he also is moving a lot of resources into the Xfinity series. So, you know, you like Young a lot more when they were mainly a truck operation. They are not so much anymore. And so maybe that's going to result in lower performances from Young. And we have seen Young kind of fall off over the last couple seasons from where they were in 2019, consistently being right around that 20th place spot. Again, though, the field was a little bit softer than you had Norman Bennings weekly qualifying. You had J. Joe Cobb weekly qualifying. You had a handful of Rayoon trucks. The series has gotten a lot more competitive, so that's pushed Young down. Young seems like they're not as much into it, so that's pushed Young down. And Young's moved resources. I wouldn't completely rule him out, though. Typically, 5,100 for that. It's not terrible. Wallace Allen is something worth considering, as I mentioned before. You know, it looks like Rayum is trying to take a step forward. They've brought in some staff. They brought in Lawless Allen. They brought in some parts. Maybe there's something here. We're going to get a real first test here. Allen has finished 20th in two Las Vegas races. He did finish 12th last week. This is going to be the first real test. I don't mind going here early while others are going to try to stay away from him. Because, you know, Lawless Allen's burned people before in better equipment. There's a lot of question marks here. And I don't know if you necessarily need to, considering all of the value on the board. I just will say, and I think it's worth mentioning moving forward, that as salaries get tighter, we could see Lawless Allen stay soft. And we might play him in future weeks. But it might be a little too aggressive to go to Allen now with the value that's on the board. Boyd, don't need to go there. A little too aggressive for me. Thad Moffitt, I just don't believe in these trucks yet. We'll get to them when we get to them, but this is not the week. Timmy Hill is always in play in the truck series, but similar to Lawless Allen, not sure we're going to need to get there because I think we have drivers with more upside that are very cheap and solid trucks. Either way, I expect Timmy Hill to continue his typical survive and thrive doing the best among the back, getting to around 20th place. If there's absolute carnage, which it's kind of hit or miss at Las Vegas, and I think I've got a rec sheet in the spreadsheet. If you want to get access to the spreadsheet, go to racetotheprize.com. And 12 bucks for this weekend, or maybe you want to work out a deal so you pay for this weekend and then into March 
Race to the Prize 06 at gmail.com. Hit me up with a DM on Twitter at Race to the Prize. You can figure something out. But you can see that sometimes these races are chaotic and we get tons of wrecks. And then sometimes Las Vegas can go green. It's about half and half. It's about half and half. Uh, and you can see on the sheet, like if we look at 2019, there are three actual cautions. Not that crazy. 2019, just one actual caution. 2018, 11 cautions chaos. 2018 spring race, just three actual cautions. 2020, only three actual cautions in the spring race. Fall race, only two actual cautions, not counting the stage breaks. But then in 21, we have nine cautions, chaos. 21, second race, 10, chaos. 2022, 10, chaos. And then last season, you did have six cautions early, and then you get a long green flag run in stage three. So for the most part, Las Vegas is back and forth. And if we do get a chaotic race, then Timmy Hill is fine. But then again, at the same time, if we get a chaotic race that benefits these drivers that are cheap and in the back, I would argue that Brett Holmes or Connor Jones has more upside. So we're talking about Brett Holmes. They are in an alliance with Spire Motorsports, Spire Motorsports. One last week with Kyle Busch, it looks like Spire is taking that step forward, and they may be that superstar team that we were thinking that they could be. He also has superstar crew chief Mike Shiplett calling the shots. We haven't seen much out of Holmes yet, but with lesser equipment, old GMS equipment, Holmes did get an 11th place finish and a 9th place finish in Las Vegas. Definitely is probably in the best equipment he's ever had with the best crew chief he's ever had. A lot of upside, 5,800. Probably priced too low for his potential. It is risky because it is still Brett Holmes. He is an unrefined talent. But among this bottom tier, he is absolutely in play. Connor Jones. Yes, is he a rich kid? Yeah, but most of them are. Brett Holmes is a rich kid. His dad owns some sort of construction business. Connor Jones' dad owns some sort of fiber optics business. Doesn't matter with the money daddy's given him. He's actually... You know, performed. He's been strong in the late models, racing for junior motorsports. He was strong in the ARCA series, racing for Venturi Racing. So he has had top-tier drives at all the lower levels. And while he doesn't have a bunch of wins, he has performed strongly. And now he's getting a chance with Thor Motorsports at 5,900. This is going to be his first real test. He was in the field last week. I'm not going to hold Atlanta against him. But 5,900, this is definitely a buy low spot. Just thinking, you're getting 5,900 for a Thor truck with a young kid, what is he, 17 years old, who has raced in the Cars Tour, who has raced in ARCA. He's not just some nobody. That's a steal. Connor Mosack, Matt Mills, both tons of experience. Both rarely get the job done. If the field were tighter, if salaries were tighter, I would flirt around with these niche drivers, but that's just not the case. This is not the week where I need to take a chance on Matt Mills or Mosack. I can easily go up to Jake Garcia, who had a pretty solid season last year for McAnally. Now he's with Thor. Maybe that's a step up. Maybe that's a lateral step. Either way, it's still a pretty high step to be on. It's a good place to be. If we look at Garcia last year, I think his average finish was around 14th or 15th which will absolutely take. Not bad, not great, but got you basically, you know, when we look at what Derek Krause did year after year for McAnally, uh, Garcia in his rookie season did what Krause had been doing after years and years of work. So I will clearly take a 14th. 
I expect him to get better this year, just you know, regardless of whether he has an equipment improvement, because we don't know, McIntyre looks pretty fast to start the season. Regardless of whether his equipment is better, Garcia just getting more laps, more experience in the truck, which really races unlike anything else. And for him to be priced at 6500 that's a steal. Daniel Dye, although I'm not completely sold on him as a race car driver, he has looked good in his first two races. But what I am sold on is that Bill McAnally has speed. I was worried about their expansion and all the trucks that they're putting on the track. But clearly last week at Atlanta, it doesn't seem to be holding them back. And they're also, you know, connected with uh, Cody Robaugh and Grant Infinger. So it's almost a five-truck team working together, collecting data. They were all fast last week. And if they continue to bring that speed, then Daniel Dye, although there are questions about whether he's good enough, he does have that arc experience as well, similar to a lot of the guys here at the bottom. But he's going to have a fast truck into the day. That really is all that matters. 6,600 for a fast truck. It's going to be hard to pass up on that. Rajah Karuth, yes, fire looked good with Kyle Busch, but I don't know for sure about the entire organization. And I simply think Karuth just needs more time, no, more practice. I know he had plenty of experience last season, but he's just not there yet. He'll get there, but when I look at drivers developing, Garcia developed a lot faster than Karuth. And I think his truck's going to be faster. Kruth might have more talent than Die, but Die might have a better truck. Kruth has got the brand, so he's usually going to carry a little bit more ownership, I would imagine. I'm not completely abandoning him. We'll see how qualifying goes. We'll see how that quick practice rolls out. But where I stand right now, I'd rather take these guys, and I'd rather go down to Jones and Holmes. Dean Thompson just doesn't excite me. I know it's a Tricon truck, but he was in a Tricon truck last year. And what was Dean's average finish? Where are you at, Dean? We are going down and down. I can't even find you, bud. That's not good. And there's Daniel Dye last year. Average finish of 20th. Not terrible, but not great. Where is Dean? I hate that I cannot do a Control-F search while I'm using this software. Dean's in 22nd. Now, he did finish the season pretty strong, and that is encouraging. He had a rough go. So if we were looking to convince ourselves to spend a little bit more on Dean Thompson, you say, well, yeah, he had a bad start to the season, but he seemed to have figured it out. He's going to be with the same team. That's a positive, sure. But I don't know if I really need to at this point when I've got other drivers that I like. Um, now, if Dean doesn't qualify well or some of these drivers qualify a little bit too close to the front, then, yeah, Dean's going to be a little bit more of a play. Same thing for Bailey Curry. I don't think I need to go there. I like these other drivers in better equipment who may have just as much talent. Tanner Gray, we worry about the upside with Tanner Gray. He's just like a 15th place driver, and we're spending more. I think I can get a 15th out of Jake Garcia. I might be able to get a 15th out of Connor Jones at a much cheaper price. Uh, Friesen seems pretty underpriced here. I mean, we were spending 9000 to 10000 for Friesen a couple years ago. Has he really fallen off that much? You look and see what he's done at Las Vegas. Really solid numbers. I believe that uh, Friesen at this price, he doesn't even need to lead laps. Just give us a top 10, which he is definitely capable of doing. And I'm really interested to see how the truck looks in practice, but also in qualifying. If it has speed, then 7400 is just too cheap. 
And some might say that for Matt Crafton, but I'm just not a Crafton believer anymore. Taylor tends to have a little bit more upside than Tanner. I mean, you've got one of the greatest crew chiefs of all time, and Jeff Hensley, but your price is getting up there. We'll see where he qualifies. He's definitely going to be on the board. He's going to be that in-between pick, probably gets a little bit overlooked. Definitely on the board, Ty Dillon. Get old Shane Wilson. Will not retire. Uh, Rackley rarely factored into anything. Let's see what Ty Dillon has. First two weeks, probably not the greatest situations for Ty Dillon. They're super speedway races. Don't hold that against them. We'll see. Now's his real test. Now's his time to show up, or is he going to create some video about quitting again? Never crazy about Purdy. I think I can go to Lane Riggs at 8,200. I mean, I believe in the talent that Lane Riggs has. We know that Bob Jenkins' front row motorsports trucks are fast. You're basically getting Zane Smith at 8,200. Now, like, well, this, that's a little bit of a stretch. You're right. But the truck that Zane Smith was very successful in, the truck that Todd Gillen was very successful in at 8,200, I don't think you're going to get this savings very long. Riggs has excelled at every level. He now is in great equipment, expected to continue. Tyler Ankrum has been an absolute disappointment throughout his career. Now, in defense of Tyler Ankrum, he may not have had the best equipment. He started out with David Gillen when Gillen was, I think, in, still at Toyota before he went to Ford, before he went back to Toyota. I don't know if I know if that truck was that great. He ended up at GMS. I don't know if GMS was that great at that moment. Well, now he's with Bill McAnally, and he has finished. 11th and 7th, second highest driver rating at Daytona, second highest driver rating at Atlanta. I know they're super speedways, but it, the one thing it tells me is this truck has speed. The McAnally trucks have speed. This might be the best truck that Tyler Ankrum's ever had. This might be a breakthrough year for Ankrum. I'm definitely going to have my eyes on him at 8,500. If this truck is the real deal and he has been held back by bad equipment, then this is a place I want to go. Your typical 9,000 are the typical 9,000 of Ben Rhodes, Sanchez, Infinger. Probably chasing place differential this week with these guys if you can afford them. And the driver that leads the most laps will likely be Bush, Bell. You could even see Himes kind of flirting around in there. I don't know how aggressive I would be with Zane Smith doing some part-time work. But it's a possibility. Eckes is definitely a possibility, but the real guys that you're targeting up here are your lap leaders. If there is chaos and a lot of breaks, it's going to be very hard for Kyle Busch to score. We're going to need a lot of green flag laps. If there are green flag laps, then he's definitely a possibility. You're going to want to see practice. You're going to see qualifying. You can't afford him. You absolutely can't afford him with the savings that we've seen at the bottom this week. You can also build a little bit more balanced lineup with Bell and Heim with the value that we have at the bottom. Hopefully that was helpful. RaceForThePrize.com. Look into the fancy NASCAR spreadsheet. Blessed to have you guys around. Love you guys. Have a good one. Triple I's fantastic.